0: Hey fans, welcome to today's episode of Calling All Fans. Thank y'all so much for joining us today. Ah, we're excited to bring you another episode. So look, 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 if you're not ready, you better get ready and get your game face on. Because the show's about to start. Man. Wait, we gotta
1: restart. You caught me in the middle of a yawn again.
0: How <laughs> in the world? See, last week y'all, Cody, Cody yawned last week too, and now he's in the middle of a yawn again. How? We're keeping this. How oh, in the world, man? man. man. How I catch you in a yawn this time? I literally was
1: just like, I, I hit a quick stretch, man, and then I don't know. It just kind of jumped out of my body, and I was like, Oh, daddy life,
0: bro. I was like, daddy Here we life, go, man. man. We like, always yawn. I
1: was like, Man, this happened last week too. <laughs> uh, but no fans do not take that as um, I am not looking forward to this episode or I'm bored or anything like that literally I, I'm I'm at home with my baby because my wife is at work and uh, I went to bed really late last night and was up really mm-hmm. early so I'm just a little tired but that is
0: not going to stop us from giving y'all a bomb episode bomb kill it okay cool here's the thing man we got a full episode, a full episode. So we're gonna get right into it. Yep. Man. Why your heat still alive? What's going on? Man. What is happening, bro? Because to quote a
1: man that I, I've never met, but that I am a fan of. Froggy Fresh. Jimmy Froggy Butler Fresh. is your father. That's Dang. because Jimmy He's doing buckets, it buckets, man. Listen, the two games that the Heat have won, okay? Two games. That the Heat won in mm-hmm. this finals, Jimmy Butler has posted a triple double. Triple double, triple double, Jimmy. Both of them. triple doubles. That scares me though, um, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But in the two games we won, he's posted a triple double. I love it. And Tyler Hero, he the the kid, he's a rookie, but you couldn't tell. You can't tell by the way the man plays. He's just he's fearless. I don't understand it. He's he's he, I I don't I don't get it. I don't get
0: it. He's he's just fearless, man. And I love it. I I love it too. And then Duncan Robinson came out of nowhere with twenty plus last night. So here's 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 what I think. Jimmy Butler said after his first uh, triple double, forty points. I think eleven and thirteen. He he said um, he said I hope I score zero points so that y'all can not focus on me. But I think Jimmy Butler is learning. Just because you don't want to shine. Your team needs you to shine. You know, there's a difference between not wanting it and letting everybody else do it. Mm-hmm. And then you having to do it and your team, although they're good and you don't want to take the shine away from them, they actually need you to do so. So I saw last night, people were saying that the finals aren't legitimate, whatever. The heat is the best team out of the East. No question. 100%. The way they played, the way they played last night. And I, they only won by three points. Yeah, mm-hmm. they only won by three points. Mm-hmm. But just the way they played last night, scrappy. Le, they took an onslaught from LeBron James and Anthony Davis had mm-hmm. about 28 points. You know, that's, that's not, you know, that's not 40, but that, that is a good amount of points. You know, like yeah. 28 points on like, look like a bum heel. I just, I just think, man, they took that onslaught from the Lakers. They 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 held out. Now did Danny Green miss, miss a wide open three point shot that would have kind of almost sealed the game for the for the Lakers? Yeah, he did. Did LeBron James? Should he have just gone up and took that shot? Maybe he did have three people on him, but you know, whatever. Uh, here's the thing: people say the bubble isn't legitimate because there's no fans. I actually think. You're getting to see who the best hoopers are, right? Yeah. You get no juice from the fans. You don't get to go sit down and eat at your favorite restaurant before the game or after the game. You're not familiar with the city. You got to go back to your hotel. You're you're in a gym. And it's kind of like it's not rec ball, right? You got refs and you got coaches and all that stuff. You're seeing who the best hoopers are. Yeah. In science, they isolate the variables and they test it, right? We have isolated all the hoopers from all of the outside uh, influences and we just put them all in one bubble and we're seeing who the best hoopers are. And right now, these are the two best teams. I, I think we're learning that Jimmy Butler can actually be a number one. And I think he's learning that he has to be a number one option.
1: Yes. So I agree with you. So I don't I don't mean you had this conversation. It wasn't in an episode, though. Uh, but me and you had this before we even started the podcast. Me, you, and CJ actually have talked about this a lot. We always said, "I don't know that you can win a title with Jimmy Butler as your number one." We've said this before
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we looked at him in Chicago, and it was like, "Well, it's not really working there." And then he went to Minnesota, and it was like, well, "It didn't really work out there." Then he went to Philly, and they were really, really good, and it was like, "Well, he's not the number one there," but he fits in really well as like a, as as in my opinion he was like 1b you know what i mean mm-hmm. but and then he comes to miami which me as a heat fan i'm hyped about but then i'm like I, I don't know that we can win a title with him as our number one but now i have to apologize to jimmy butler like jimmy if you're listening man i'm sorry that i ever doubted you you will are rugged you are a ball player, and I love that you look LeBron in the face and say, I don't care if you're supposed to be the greatest of all time or a King James or whatever. You got to go at me, and I'm going to go at you. And I'm not afraid of these lights, and I'm not afraid of this moment. And you're elevating yep. yourself to it. And I just, Jimmy, I love it, man. I love everything you're doing in Miami. I think Miami, since LeBron James, Chris Bosch, and D Wade split up, I think Miami has lacked some toughness and some grit. And I think we have it back now because of Jimmy Butler. So Jimmy, yeah. from the bottom of my heart, as a Miami Heat fan, thank you for bringing us back this grit and giving <laughs> us that, that 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 sandpaper mentality of like, we're, you might beat us, but we're gonna make you really, really
0: uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, and here's here's the thing, man. I, I, um, yeah, and I, I. I think you maybe everybody undersold it, but Jimmy didn't believe he was a number one option either. True. That's probably why he got so frustrated in Minnesota it was because you got two number you got uh Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. These were high draft picks. Now he's looking at people, he's like, Y'all got all the talent in the world. I'm gonna be here to support y'all. I got y'all's backs, just go flourish. And it's like, nope, we don't want to. And I think that's what went awry in Minnesota. Now he's in Miami, he's learning, oh, okay, I have to be the number one option. Yeah. We got young dudes. Yeah. Uh, Bam is, is, is awesome, but his offensive game is just not quite there yet. Yeah. So, okay, well, I have to do this. And, and he's, he's not only doing it because he has to, he's doing it because he can. Like, you know, like every NBA player can have an awesome, amazing game one time, right? Yeah. He's done it twice. And not just twice, he did it in the finals. Exactly. Right? So I think I think Jimmy is a, a star, and he could totally be a number one option if he chooses to accept the role. I, I, yeah, and I'm with you on that. Um, and so that brings me to um, what
1: I was talking about earlier in that the two games we won, Jimmy Butler's had a triple-double. And the reason that that, that, that kind of scares me a little bit is because the Lakers now are looking and they're saying, okay, well, if we stop Jimmy, if we don't let Jimmy have a triple-double, then we should be fine, which is kind of scary because that means that they're going to really lock in on him, and I can see – I don't think that they'll start double-teaming him because we have too many shooters around him. But I do want to see Jimmy look it in the face and say, hey (laughs) – Man, I want him to take – so I hated when KD said this, but now I want Jimmy Butler to take this attitude. You remember last year in the finals – or not in the finals, in the Western Conference finals when KD was like, look at me. You know who I am. I'm Kevin Durant. I was Mm -hmm. like, bro, why? Why would you even – don't say that, man. Come on. Or it might have been against the Clippers.
0: Yeah, it was against the Clippers first round.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we all remember that. I hated it. I was like, Katie, come on, bro. Like if, if you really are top two, three players on the planet, you don't even need to say that what's, what's understood doesn't need to be said. But now I'm like, Jimmy, I want you to take that mentality. I want you to be like, y'all know who I am, man. I'm, I'm Jimmy Butler. I, 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 I can actually play this way, not in like a cocky way, but just in a way of reminding himself and the rest of the heat. Hey, I'm still that guy. Like, I'm still the guy that, that, that came here and was finding my identity a little bit and the team was finding their identity and we meshed and I'm still the guy that that is perfect for Miami and Miami's perfect for me and they've put together a perfect team for me and I'm still Jimmy Butler I can still get mine but I can still also make the guys around me better and give them that confidence Duncan Robinson was undrafted ladies and gentlemen and this man Duncan Robinson is un conscious from deep. This man just shoots. He doesn't even think about it. He's out there playing like he's Steph Curry. He just pulls up. He doesn't care. He half an inch, 4 inches, 4 feet, doesn't matter. He's as soon as the ball touches his hands it's like 0.2 seconds and it's out and it's flying towards the backboard. That's yeah, Jimmy he's, Butler.
0: He's he's special. Yeah, yeah he's going like, to he's going to he's going to be special. Yeah. Man. And that's but that's a Jimmy
1: Butler thing like Jimmy Butler, I guarantee you is the one that put that in him. Because I promise you Duncan was like, I don't really know if I can shoot right now. And Jimmy was like, hey, no, 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 no. You're here now. If we're gonna win, you're gonna have to shoot. You you got to. And Duncan was like, alright. And I, I promise you it was a I'm willing to bet it was a lot of Jimmy just pounding that into his head. Hey, pull up, pull up, pull up. Shoot, 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 because you're good at it. I have confidence in you. And now we're seeing Duncan Robinson just kind of Kind of elevate himself as this this three point marksman that the he haven't had in a long time, and I love it. Yeah, you know, and so that that's why it kind of gives me pause that we've only won games against the Lakers in which Jimmy Butler had a triple double.
0: Yeah, but, but I, you know, yeah, I mean, he he needs to be that guy. Like LeBron James needs to be that guy too for the Lakers. Exactly. Which we haven't talked about the Lakers, but we do have to we have to move on. But real quick, who you got Game Six? Uh man i think it
1: tonight. goes i think what you got tonight i think it goes seven i i i like the heat tonight mostly because in our last in the last game we were out rebounded and we still won the game you know and I, so i think we'll mm-hmm. we'll get that corrected and i think if we can play as efficiently as we did last game we average we had for every two assists we had one turnover which people will say that's not great 26 assists 13 total turnovers um and we were outscored off of turnovers. We still ended up winning. I think we'll clean up those mistakes. I think the Lakers are going to come out on fire. But I really do think that that we have the grit to force a game seven.
0: Yeah, man. I'm, I'm right now because my team is not in it. I'm I'm wrapped up in the story, so I'm conflicted. I'm like, man, could this Heat team? Could this this Heat team has proven everything I've said, that you need to build an awesome team, not just have two great players. But I'm also like, I'm tired of LeBron James having all these great games in the finals and losses. Mm-hmm. So what, what happens? I think it's going to be over in six. I think the Lakers will win. But what I fear is that LeBron James is going to have like 25. He's going to have a triple-double, but it's going to be 25 points, you know, 10 and 10. But what I really want to happen... I want a shootout, and I want Jimmy Butler and LeBron James going back and forth. I want a Donovan Mitchell, uh, Jamal, Jamal Murray, Murray yeah. type shootout. Yeah. And I want LeBron James to take the last daggum shot and knock it down, win the chip, and it's all good. But I also don't mind watching more basketball. Two more games would make me mad. That's fair. So I'm with you on that. I want Jimmy Butler,
1: LeBron going at each other. And I want LeBron taking that last shot and saying, you know what? Putting all my critics about me not being the guy willing to do this, make the play at the end of the game. Put all that to rest. But I hope he misses. I'm being real. I hope you miss. LeBron, I hope you miss. Also, <laughs> this is just a real quick note. For A.D., in my head, I'm like, it'd be great if, you know, he got something that's not, like, career-threatening, really. Like, if this, if this man got, like, uh, like pink eye and couldn't play or something you, like that.
0: Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> with these two wins, with these two wins, would you want it like that? No. Like, you now know your Heat could, yeah, yeah, yeah. could beat them. yeah, yeah. So, that's what I'm
1: saying is, like, but – so, if it's something like that where it's, like, he gets sick or something like that, like, I wouldn't want – like, that I'm okay with. But I don't want for the Heat to beat the Lakers and A.D. – to have gotten hurt, like I don't want AD to get hurt for the Heat to win a championship. Does that make sense? Like I don't want to. I'm, I'm not yeah, willing yeah, to yeah, trade yeah, an yeah, injury yeah. for a ring. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I'm not willing to do
0: that. People to get hurt, and so it's yeah, like yeah, I, yeah.
1: every single time he like grabs his ankle or his leg, I'm like, I'm like, come on, Jesus, not like this. Don't let him be hurt. Just, just touch. <laughs> maybe I should stop praying yeah. for this man because I'm like, Jesus, just touch whatever it is that's afflicted and let him finish this oh, game. Hey, and then did, he finishes yeah. the game, and I'm like, ah, oh, that was. That was a dangerous prayer.
0: Hey, he finished the game. He finished the game, and they lost. They, that is they true. Lost. That is so true. Let's switch. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. I got Lakers. You got Heat. Of course. Um, of course. That's good. Let's let's do it. It's let's do fun. it. Let's see, what, let's see what happens tonight. Let's do it. All right. Our, we're going to preview a game for um, this upcoming weekend, uh, Alabama versus Georgia. What you got, man? Talk to yes. the Yes. So,
1: fans, this is going to be a real quick um, highlight of Georgia-Alabama because I don't know where they're going to be in the rankings, if I'm being honest. Um, anything could ha- can happen. Someone could, could jump them. They could be number one and number two. I, I don't know, um, and I won't know until, until Monday. So I, that's why. But Georgia and Alabama, okay? Right now, Georgia's defense is giving up eight points a game. Alabama's defense is giving up 21 points per game. Alabama's offense is scoring 45. Georgia's is scoring 32. Something... Something has got to give here, like it, it has to something yeah. something's going to have to shake out. it is it's at Alabama um, and it's the night game, and so that's that's a big deal to me. and this is just a fun stat. Nick Saban has never hear what I'm saying has never lost to one of his assistant coaches. Kirby's crazy. Kirby's smart. Used to be the defensive coordinator at uh, at Alabama. That's so, so that Nick Saban doesn't lose to his to his um, assistants and coordinators and stuff. So, so yeah, I, I think it's gonna be interesting. I'm actually going to the safe bet would be to take Bama. I'm going to actually um, I'm gonna take Georgia because I think Kirby Smart is gonna has somewhat solved the Nick Saban puzzle because. When I think back a couple of years in the national championship, Georgia was winning that game until Tua came in, and Tua is was just you know he was an an incredible talent, um, and so he was able to change some things in the game and that kind of stuff, you know. But I, I like Georgia. I think Kirby knows how to stop Bama a little bit. You know, there's really no stopping Bama. It, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like playing defense. On against a LeBron-led team. Like, LeBron's going to get his, but if we can stop him, in quotes, ergo, only give up 25 to LeBron instead of 50, we're good. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of the same thing with Alabama. It's like, if we can, air quotes again, stop them, meaning not let them score 40 on us in the first half, I think we'll be okay. Um, you know, so that's that's the thought process, and I think Kirby Smart knows how to do that uh, better than just about anybody. And so, uh, so yeah. I think I think that's what we're gonna see. And so I like Georgia. Let me know who you guys like, fans. Um yeah, what are y'all's thoughts on that game? It's gonna
0: be a huge game. Yeah, I I, I think I think it's gonna be a huge game. I also think uh Georgia's gonna win because that's how the story goes. Alabama <laughs> have one loss, then college <laughs> football playoffs will come around, they'll get in, people will be mad. And then they'll win the thing they'll win the whole thing against Trevor Lawrence, give him his like third loss in his whole entire career. Yeah. And then people be like, Oh yeah, it's Alabama. That's how I think the story's gonna play out. That's the only reason I'm picking Georgia. Not because I believe they're better than Alabama or Kirby Smart can out coach Nick Saban in the precious moments. No. I just think the story's gonna play out this way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're
1: so you're just uh what is it that you like to tell me? You're just reading the plot. That's all. You're just reading just, the plot. I'm
0: just reading the plot, bro. I just you apply. didn't write
1: the story. You're just reading the what's already written. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm with yeah. You. Just I'm just reading the plot. I'm
0: just reading the plot. Cool. Well, let's transition uh, to the NFL now. You know where all of these college football teams, some of these hopefuls will will be uh, one in, one day. Man. I know probably Alabama and Georgia will have a lot of NFL. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, draft picks. A lot of influence. Uh, they normally do. A lot of influence. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about. A team that has uh, benefited from uh, having high draft picks, the Cleveland Browns.
1: Let's do that.
0: (laughs) So, fans, we're going to spotlight three games uh, that we like to call the spotlight games of the week. We think these are the most interesting or maybe have the best storyline. Not going to have the best players, but something that you need to keep your eye out for. And so our first game of the Colts versus Browns. Cody, hit me. Why is this game important to our fans?
1: This game is important to our fans. Um, for one glaring reason, the Cleveland Browns are three and one. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it shouldn't be. Let me. okay, okay. let me let me tell you something right now. If you are if you're listening to this right now and this is not a shot at you, if you're listening to this right now and you are a senior in high school or a freshman in college. okay, you have never in your lifetime. And I'm going to fact check myself right here, but you've never in your lifetime seen the Browns three and one. You, not not in your lifetime, okay? This is history yeah. in the making. Ladies and gentlemen, understand what I'm saying right now. They are three and one. They're going up against the Colts, who are also three and one. And it has big implications in each of their respective divisions, right? Because mm-hmm. the Titans who play in the Colts division are a very, very, very scary team. Very, very scary. Okay? That, so that's first and foremost so the Colts are trying to keep pace i wish it was with the texans but it's not they're trying to keep pace with the titans who are 3 and 0 and so if mm-hmm. you go if you fall to 3 and 2 if the titans win or lose they're they're now ahead in your division right and the, the 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 browns they play in the afc north we know about the afc north you got the ravens who are mm-hmm. 3 and 1 so the Bengals, so the browns are tied with the ravens right now right and then you got the steelers who are 3 and 0 so if you win this game and you go to four and one, it, it it really doesn't matter like what happens if you're four and one, you're at worst you're tied for first with the Ravens and the Steelers. Like at worst, you're tied for first in your division, which is huge, especially with that seventh playoff spot up for grabs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the A- you're not going to have to win the AFC North to get into the playoffs there, especially if you you know let's say you finish which it's the browns so they probably won't finish with this good of a record but if the if the browns can finish with 11 wins they're not even going to have to win
0: their division to get in they'll get in as a wild card yes and and that's the that's the hard part for the thing for the teams like like the colts cuz they got to win that division and the titans are looking like they're not going to make that easy exactly um and the browns they have two playoff teams in their division. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are not going anywhere. The Ravens are not going anywhere. So th- they have to compete there. And so it's going to be a slugfest yep. in, at the top three uh, in that division. Uh, yeah, I like it. Um, our secondary is terrible um, for the <laughs> Cowboys. Oh, so, I, I will but say. But, you know, it yeah. wasn't even the secondary. It wasn't even the secondary. Yeah. Baker Mayfield had 165 yards passing. They beat us on the ground, yes. man. Yes, uh,
1: so three hundred and seven so, yards, yes. man. So that's what I want to say about about the Steelers. So you said Steelers, Ravens are not going anywhere. Let me let me tell you this, okay? Barring an injury, the Steelers are not going anywhere. One injury, and the Steelers are done. Ben Roethlisberger yeah, get hurt, they're done. Okay. Well,
0: that's that's anybody you starting know, quarterback. Well,
1: I, really, you know, I, I'd love to believe that, but I've seen Bill Belichick go eleven and five with a backup. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so. Okay. Everybody but Bill Belichick. <laughs> it's like it's like I've I've seen crazier things, you know, but but then I'm like, okay, here's here's the thing, man. Even if those two teams don't go away, you can get in, and if we're ta- if the Browns on paper are the, should are the most talented team on paper, most talented team in the NFL that does not play in Kansas City. And I think. <laughs>
0: The Browns finally got it right with the coach. Yep, I do too. Evan Stefanski. Here's what we've been saying: Don't let Baker throw the ball sixty times. Yep. Stop doing that. But we're going to uh, we're going to run the ball and we're going to run it well. Uh, just like he did in Minnesota, he made Kirk Cousins look really good. Yep. With Dalvin Cook, now he's making Baker Mayfield. He's just like, hey, Baker, I need you to hit some. I need you to throw. Five dimes, <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah. You know, like he's he's so. I think I think the Browns are on the uptick. Um, but as my friend Andy Gerald says, they are the Browns. Indeed. So we'll see. Indeed. Okay. Next game. Uh oh, and shout out to Philip Rivers. I kind of was like Philip Rivers is gonna do Philip Rivers things and not start out fast, but he actually has, and yeah, they look good. They look good. So but
1: shout out to the Colts again. Just like you said, it is Cleveland. It is Philip Rivers. So exactly. Stay so tuned. Who's, gonna, who's so, gonna give? Yeah. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Who you got? Who you got? Let's um. In go. in that one, actually, surprisingly, uh, I'm taking the Browns because I think they're gonna be able to run it really well because the Colts um are without uh their middle linebacker Darius Leonard, I believe is his name. Okay. okay. Um, and he's in my personal opinion, he's one of the best run stopping linebackers. He's definitely the best run stopping linebacker in the AFC uh mm-hmm. South. Which is hard for me to say because I love Miles Jack. But, you know, I just, I think it's true. So,
0: yeah. Cool. So I'm gonna and I'll them. pick the Colts simply so we won't be on the same team. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I believe Phillip Rivers and T.Y. Hilton to get it together. And T.Y. Hilton will actually, I'm going to say he's going to receive for 165 yards and two touchdowns. Ooh, I like it. Yep. All right. Book it. All right. Now we got the Titans and the Bills. I brought this game up one because this is the the battle of the undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um and I hope they get to play this game because it's gonna be a really, really good game. Uh or it would have been a really good game. Titans haven't actually practiced um in like a week and a half. So because of all the COVID things. So I don't actually know if it would be a good game, but I, I I'm hoping that the full Titan roster can be there full bill roster can be there they get to play this game on tuesday night and it is an amazing game because i believe ryan Tannehill and derrick henry versus who josh allen who are in is in the mvp running along with stefan diggs and um devin singletary and all those i i believe that this will be a smack in your face let's go get it type of football game and the last man standing it's not going to be pretty, but it's going to be exciting. And so I hope they get to play it. I also think the Titans should be punished. So the protocol uh, is if somebody is presumed to have tested positive or a tested positive, you have to shut it down, separate it until, you know, they isolate all the people that are testing positive. Yeah. Right? Titans, if from what I understand, the very next day held a team sanctioned practice and which now their cases of COVID has exploded. I think they're up to like 23 now. And I just think that was a little irresponsible. And so I think the Titans, uh, if the Titans organization has done it, I think maybe they should lose draft picks. But if uh, players did this, then I have heard someone say that they should lose game checks. Mm. If it was an organizational thing, I think the organization should be punished because players can't be like, yo, I'm not coming to practice. so you crazy? So I think I think the league should do something to show that they take this seriously. And, yeah, even though I really like the Titans, I think it was irresponsible for them to do so, especially with everything riding on it. Uh, This this season, you have to everything is right. There's no bubble. So everything is riding on you following the rules to the best of your ability. And if you if you just choose not to, not if you mess up, not if you make a mistake, whatever, if you just choose not to. You got to punish that because you don't want other teams. like Ryan. Yeah. And so I, I agree
1: with that. Um, if it was a Titans sanction thing, then you punish the whole team. If it's a player by player thing, then honestly, I think it should be, uh, which maybe this is a little too harsh, but I think they should lose a game check or two. And I, I think honestly, if it's a player thing, uh, I, I think they shouldn't be able to play in their, in the next game. I think it should be a one game suspension just so that the NFL, I think you have to set a precedent. With this, and say, hey, we are not taking this lightly. Mm-hmm. We are taking COVID very seriously. We care about our players. We care about our coaches. We care about our officials. You know, we care about X, Y, Z. And if you don't want to take this seriously, then mm-hmm. understand you're going to lose money, and you're going to you're going to lose playing time, which equals the ability to get more money. So, you know, I, I'm with you. Yep. Um, I also will say I like that the NFL came out and told these coaches, hey. You you cannot talk to the officials without your mask, right? So so here's here's my thing. <laughs> yeah. Or do yeah, 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 the famous yeah, yeah. pull so, away from the. Yeah. Face, so they told them talk to, to them the and put it back. That, <laughs> they put out the <laughs> um, the memo or whatever, and it said that talking to the official without your mask will will result in a fine. And I think that's so good. Now, no matter where you are on the mask yeah. no mask debate, the the simple rule, the simple thing is the NFL has mandated that. Coaches and referees wear masks, and players wear them on the sideline. So yep. uh, we got a little bit off topic there, but yes, I agree with you. The Titans should be punished, um, if nothing
0: else, because they're being super irresponsible. They're irresponsible, and then they've also called yes. the Steelers their bye week, right? All this stuff. So, like, if they're just being irresponsible, they sure. need to be punished. Uh, we're gonna, but yeah, we're gonna move on from there. And uh, our next game is Cowboys versus Giants. And let me just say one i think i still am holding on to the cowboys going 11 and 5 i've said that and i believe yeah, they can i be. mean i don't think i don't think it's as bad as people are saying right let me set the stage cuz this is one this is this has been bugging me people are saying oh look the cowboys could easily be 0 and 4 if the falcons remembered how to play football but people are forgetting the cowboys could easily be 3 and 1 even 4 and 0 Every game they've lost, uh, I guess, gets to the Browns. They lost by eleven, but other than that, they had only lost the other two games by seven and by three. So they they start out with the Rams, who's a playoff team, and Dak throws a touchdown to Michael Gallup, but a pass interference is called, and that pretty much ends the game for the Cowboys. So they lose twenty seventeen. Next week they beat the Falcons. Come back in dramatic fashion then they play seattle they go toe-to-toe with seattle and they lose 38-31 that's, that's a team that people are picking to win the super bowl maybe there's uh there's um russell uh wilson is mvp candidate leading the mvp discussion so it, you know sometimes you lose to those teams so you got the rams falcons seahawks and then you go to the browns 14-7 it's great it's all awesome. Then they started turning the ball over. It wasn't the defense. It was turning the ball over in the short field that put the defense against the ropes, which just allowed the Browns to score multiple touchdowns off turnovers, right? Then they come all the way back. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you are up. I don't care how in control you feel of a game. There's no way you let a team come back within three points with three minutes and 25 seconds left with an opportunity for them to win the game, right? It wasn't, so people are saying the Cowboys offense is putting up, they're putting up points in garbage time. But that's actually not the truth. They've had an opportunity to win every game that they've been in, even the Browns game, right? The ending score doesn't look like it because um, Odell ran a touchdown in, you know, late in that game, but it was 41-38 late. With three minutes left, and if they make a tackle on Odell, they pretty much—he loses 20 yards. They pretty much have to kick a field goal, and now the offense has it down six with an opportunity to win the game. That's not garbage time to me. People are saying the Cowboys are in this world of trouble. Actually, I think they are better than than what people are saying that they are. Their offense is killing people, right? Dak Prescott has thrown for 450 yards past three games, and then. Their defense stopped the Browns in the fourth quarter. The defense is terrible. I'm not making excuses for their defense. I'm just saying it's not as yeah. bad as. Yeah, uh, I'm with
1: you. I think you know we talked about it. Talked about it last week. I'm not. I'm not willing to say that the the offensive stats or anything are garbage time stats. I'm not willing to say that because okay. You. I think you did a really good job laying this out, but I, so I'm gonna just get a little bit more technical. For me, garbage time is we are getting blown out by 28 we have no shot at winning this game. Their backups are already in and then I'm you know, I'm throwing for, you know, 60-yard bombs and stuff like that. That's not happening for the Cowboys. The Cowboys are making these these comebacks and looking really good doing it. And then it's they're having a chance to win. Uh-huh. So you can't it, it literally can't be garbage time. Now, I will say that I do believe that the reason that the Cowboys have have been having these opportunities is because teams have started, have been letting their foot off the gas a little bit, if that makes sense. Where it's like, if teams, so look at the Browns, right? It, it it seemed like at the end of that game, they kind of let off a little bit. And then we see the Cowboys starting to, you know, string some drives together and get some some stops. And the Browns are, you know, they're just kind of laxadaisically doing their thing. Cause it's like man if the Browns would have stayed on it they probably could have put up 70 if we're being honest you know and so I will say that teams I think teams are getting comfortable and so I think that's lending itself towards the Cowboys almost making these comebacks but I, I do think it has way more to do with the Cowboys and how effective their offense has been how effective Dak has been um yes Dak has made some some bad decisions at the end of games or through you know, throwing some picks, whatever. But it, it's one of those things where it's like the man's putting up monster stats and he's still being blamed for the losses. And I don't understand why, why, and I'm going to say Cowboys fans. I know that there are some that don't do this, but for the majority of Cowboys fans, it's always our quarterback is terrible. Look at Tony Romo. Tony Romo could make all the plays. He could put up monster stats, throw a pick at the end of the game when they've already scored, you know, 35 points, and they're having to now try to make a comeback or mount a late drive because the defense is just giving up point, like touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. And then he throws that pick, and everyone's like, oh, our quarterback's terrible. He's the problem. Is he, though? Is he? Really? Can we talk about what the actual problem is? It's the defense. It's, it, that's, that's all it is. The defense can't stop a nosebleed, and so the offense is having to play basically perfect
0: mm. the entire
1: game. Dak Prescott, who I'm becoming more and more a fan of, the more Cowboys fans start to hate this man, the more I become a fan. Um, which shouldn't be how it works, but that's exactly how it works in my you brain. You just
0: like spying Cowboys fans if that's what it is. Uh,
1: maybe, but you know, I mean, Dak's, Dak's actually turning out to be a pretty good quarterback.
0: Yeah, so I got Cowboys uh, and it's not even just a heart pick. I just think the Cowboys, one, are better than their record shows on offense and I think the defense is going to get it together so I think this is a great week to get it together. The Giants, who are terrible, have scored one touchdown, I think, in the last three games. Let's get it done. I am I'm also
1: I am also taking the Cowboys uh because because the Cowboys have to have this win. It's it has nothing to do with the Giants, has nothing to do with any of that the 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 beautiful analysis you just had has nothing to do with why I'm taking the Cowboys. It's because if the Cowboys don't win this game, they, they should they should they really need to go and look. At, at what is happening, and they would really need to go back to the drawing board, and they may even have to admit that maybe Mike McCarthy or maybe Jason Garrett wasn't the problem.
0: Yeah, I, if they lose this, here's game. the thing: if they lose this game, but they lose it in the shootout, I think Mike Nolan gets fired. Uh, not 100%. Mike McCarthy, but Mike Nolan, their defensive coordinator. I think they get. Yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. gets fired uh, if they lose it in the shootout, because again, the Giants have scored one touchdown in three games. So Yes. If, yes. if you if there's a shootout, Mike Nolan is gone. Yes. Think so too. Also Bill O'Brien is gone. Yes. I thought they would fire him as a GM before they fired him as coach. I think the D hop thing was actually the Charlotte Brooke back, if
1: I'm being honest. I think it was just oh, yeah. a matter of time. Um, but I think he had a chance. If they weren't 0 four, I think he'd still have a job. But oh, yeah. anyways, uh, this is just a teaser for next week. Next week on the episode, our friend my my incredible co host, Anthony Taylor, Come on.
0: is going to try to fix, I'm gonna fix the them. Texans. I'm going fix them. He's gonna
1: clean up Bill O'Brien's
0: mess. I'm gonna clean it up. I'm gonna show y'all how to do okay. it. I'm gonna get it done. So
1: y'all y'all tune in next week and be ready for that because I'm excited to hear how Anthony is
0: gonna clean up the Texans. I'm gonna clean up the Texans. Gang gang. All right, brother. Let's let's transition to our segment called what's on your mind. Bye bye. Boom. boom, boom. What's on your what's mind? What's on your mind? Hey, hey. what's hey. on your mind? Ba, da, da, da. Yeah, done. yeah. You want me to go first? Or you want to go first? We got two. Fans. You know, we got two of us on our minds. We have some things that's bugging us right now, fans. Yeah.
1: Anthony, Anthony Taylor, my friend. I am going to yield to you and
0: let you go first. All right, this is going to be real quick. Astros fans, you got to stop. You got to stop, Astros fans. I'm sorry. I can't (laughs) take no more on social media. You just got to stop. You got to stop, Astros fans. Here's the thing you cheated, okay? You cheated. (laughs) You you did it. You did it. You got to stop, man. Nobody is a, people are not haters. If you've been proven to have cheated. Like people people on the on social media are like, oh, what the haters gonna say now, huh? Oh, I thought he needed trash cans to hit home runs. Oh, stop. Just stop. You cheated. You used the trash. If you didn't need those things, why did he use them? That's all I'm saying. I Gasp. Oh my gosh. You I just am okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna calm down. Here's what I'm trying to say, Astros fans. I I can understand this when the Yankees say you stole their their championship from from them I disagree with that because if I looked up the scores I think it, what was it 2017 was it 2017? Yes. Okay. Yes. Game 1, October 13th, 2-1. Game 2, October 14th, 2-1. Game 3 which I'm assuming was at the Yankees, 8-1. Game four, <laughs> Yankees, 6-4. Game five, which is, we're still at the Yankees, 5-0, right? Then we go back to Houston, 7-1. And game seven, 4-0, right? Here's, here's what bugs me, right, about this whole Astros cheating thing. When the Yankees were at home, they scored five runs or more, right? Yeah. The Astros can't cheat on the road, right? They can't use their home technology to cheat. Yeah. When they go back home, where are your bats, Yankees? They're only cheating on offense. They're not greasing up the ball and get put, they don't put a robot in the ball and make it fly all over the place and like controlling the ball to make you miss it. Where's your bats, Yankees? They didn't steal those games from you. You lost. <laughs> that's my oh, so, for sure. So Yankees fans, if you're listening to this and you're Yankees fans, the Astros didn't steal that. It's like it's like me in basketball. If somebody cheated and I was playing basketball and our team scored sixty nine points and they scored seventy points and we found that they cheated, yeah, that's 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 terrible. But I could have just scored more points. In the NBA, you're supposed to score a hundred a hundred points and up. If I only scored 69, well, daggum. Like <laughs> the Yankees scored one point in game one, one point in game two. Then they went on this awesome run of scoring eight, six, and five at home. But then they go back to Astro Stadium and they score one point and they score zero points. What happened to the eight runs, the six runs, the five runs? If you score five, yeah. you win game seven. If you score eight, you win game six and game seven. Where are you at, Yankees? That's what I'm saying. Okay, now point number two. Astros fans, you did cheat, so stop calling people haters that call you out. Take your medicine, lay low, win this championship, right? Win this chip without cheating, and prove the world that you're as good as everyone thought you were in 2017. Stop calling people haters. That's all I'm saying. And stop,
1: stop, stop. You know how many – stop saying, oh, it didn't even matter. Us cheating didn't even matter. It matters, all right? Stop downplaying this. you cheated. You did it. Pay the price and understand that it matters. It matters. It matters. It's not okay. It, and your players still haven't apologized.
0: Yeah, it's not okay. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, that was longer than I wanted to go. I'm sorry. I just... Both sides frustrate me. The Yankees telling us that they stole the title from them, but also the Astros fans are like, oh, yeah. Haters are gonna hate. No, you cheated. Stop. <laughs> yeah.
1: And if we're being honest, the Yankees... For me, the Yankees can't say they stole the title because you lost in the in the, the League Championship Series. You didn't lose in the World Series to them.
0: That's all I'm saying. Anyway, Cody, what's on your mind? What's on your mind, Cody?
1: Okay, yes, thank you. Thank you. What is on my mind? Okay, I saw an article the other day. Now, let me preface this. I do not know if this article is true. But if it's true. If it is. If, if, if giant if but if it is true i am very 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 disappointed in a league that i thought had been doing such a great job um in championing champion championing, champion 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 i don't know how to say it. in leading the way <laughs> <laughs> in in fighting social injustice mm-hmm. um in fighting for these these things that we are seeing in our society being fought yeah. for. I thought the NBA was doing is is doing such a great job. Um, in my opinion, they are doing a great job. I believe their players have done it right. I believe that the the, the leadership, um, commissioners, owners, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, have done a great job coming behind their players and backing their mm-hmm. players, understanding that the NBA is predominantly African-American. So I, I believe they've done a good job. Now, this article – said that the NBA is going to switch their stance on some stuff. Not their stance on social injustice, not their stance on racism or any of that stuff, but they're no longer, if this article is true, then the NBA is no longer going to allow players to um, use games as a platform for these things, to speak out against these things, right? And the reason they're doing it is because their ratings have began to drop. Now, fans, I know what you're saying. Why does that frustrate you? The NBA is a business. You're right. Amen. It is a business. Here's why it frustrates me, though, because when all of this stuff started happening with, with, with George Floyd and, and Breonna Taylor um, and insert any any name you want to um, that has been a victim of uh, social injustice, police brutality, whatever it is you want to – you know, which, whichever category it falls in, any of those names, put them in there. The NBA did such a good job. Of saying, you know what, we don't care about our ratings. We don't care about um um fans that are are that this is gonna put a bad taste in their mouth, we don't care about any of that. We care about our community, the NBA community, which again is predominantly African American. If I'm not mistaken, it's like 95% African American. Okay? That's a huge population. Huge, right? And they said, we're gonna back these guys and we're gonna we're gonna actually empower them to speak out mm-hmm. on these things. You know, they did that. But this article said that because the ratings are dropping too low, now the NBA is kind of backtracking off that stance. So before it was, we don't care about any of this stuff. We're choosing our players and our community over everything else. But now it's, well, wait, wait, wait. And it seems, it, again, if the article is true, if. The NBA, it seems though the NBA is now saying, no, our ratings are more important than our community, than our players, than the 95% of our population. Mm -hmm. And understand, when I said 95% of the NBA is African-American, I don't mean that only 95% of the NBA population is speaking out against Mm -hmm. these issues because if you look at a lot of these teams, even the white white guys – are, are speaking out against this stuff. Yeah. They're fighting White for White guys, this guys Alongside, from the others, right?
0: overseas. Uh, that is exactly. Like, like everyone is, is fighting for this. They could have said, this is not our problem, so, but they, they're standing up. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Imagine if Giannis, who is from Greece, okay? That's why we call him the Greek freak. If you were unsure why we called him the Greek freak, it's because he's from Greece, okay? I'm going to help you out right there. He could have came and said, hey, you know what? I'm not even from America. Nope. I'm, I'm here to play basketball and do a job. That This is not my problem. But he didn't do that. He's been he's been one of the leading voices in fighting for this, alongside guys like LeBron James and uh, you know Jalen Brown of the mm-hmm. Celtics and those kind of guys, right? But they all could have said, "No, we're good." Chris Hasporzingis, Luka Doncic, all of these guys could have said, "No, that's not my problem. That's not my problem." All of the all of the the white guys that have that you know are are standing up arm in arm with their with mm-hmm. their brothers and fighting this stuff could have said, "Hey, I'm I'm white. This don't about this ain't this ain't got nothing to do with me." That's a y'all thing. I ain't worried about it. But no one's doing that. It is 100% of the NBA players that are speaking out against this thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so so for the NBA, if again, again, fans, do not misunderstand me. If the article is true, if then I'm very disappointed in the NBA because now it looks as if they are choosing their ratings and their money over the players and over the players communities and over the players um cares and wants and yep. desires and to me to me if you were going to do that you should have done that from the start and not put on this facade of what looks to me to be false yeah.
0: support and i agree if they're doing it for for ratings then i'm i'm definitely sad i think there is a point in time where you take it off the courts and the jerseys because um it was it was it was for a moment, and it 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 meant something to do it in that moment, and now the message can continue off the court and I think that's okay. I think a transitioning to off the court still on social media, still in the streets, still by voting, still by using your voice uh is still um awesome until we see uh change. but if they're doing it just for ratings uh then i'm I'm a little sad about that um i wouldn't be sad if they yeah. took it off because like we know there's a time there's a season for everything but yeah. yeah so fans let us know let us know what you think fans what do you think about the nba transitioning from um from taking the social injustice messages off the court uh and you know focusing their efforts elsewhere uh because of tv ratings if the article is true and let us know also what do you think about astros fans calling everybody haters you know how I feel. And just by bringing it back up, I want to get back on it. But I won't do it. I won't do it. So, fans,
1: no, 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 no let it go. I will. Ask go. Those fans, this. leave it let
0: alone. It <laughs> <laughs> no, but fans, uh, direct message us at calling underscore all underscore fans. Um, and let us know yes. what you think. We really do want to hear from you guys.
1: Yeah. If y'all have if – there's, if there's a sport that we are not covering that you're like, man, I really wish y'all would cover this, let us know. Because we're here for you guys. So whatever you want to hear, we want to give you. Yeah. Hey, that's our show. Thank y'all for
0: joining us. Be with y'all next week. Mm, 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 Oh, yeah. mm. Adios.
1: Hey, fans. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Calling All Fans podcast. We love you guys. We're so grateful that you joined us today. Remember, keep being fans, keep being biased, and we'll see you on the next episode.